0: Hey, what's up, nerds? Jake Steele here. Thank you guys so much for joining me once again this week. I'm fucking fired up. <laughs> Not going to lie. Uh, I, had, I had totally separate plans and intentions for uh, this particular podcast episode. And uh, this morning I had a brief encounter with somebody uh, that made me rethink what we're going to talk about today. So... Um, Let me give you a little backstory. Usually what happens is uh, I get up, you know, quarter to six or so, I get up, drink a couple cups of coffee here at the house, get some things done. Inevitably, I have like an order to ship out or some reason to go to the post office. And uh, so pretty much every day I'll do that. Uh, Drink a cup of coffee here, get some shit done, put an order together uh, from the weekend and then, If it's not snowing or absolutely pouring rain or icy or whatever, uh, I'll usually jump in an old car and uh, head down to the post office. Uh, Right next door to the post office is a place that is, uh, it's like a home, not a home improvement store, but like a landscape store, I guess you could say. It's a pretty big operation. They sell like, you know, it's where I buy like bark dust for my house and gravel for my driveway. And, you know, they have... Plants and decorative stone, you know, fuck, I don't know. They've got stuff like that, outside stuff. It's a huge operation within the four walls of their storefront. They actually have a little coffee shop. Coffee shop is kind of its own little entity, but uh, it lives in this building. So anyway, long story short, uh, typically every morning I'll go, I'll stop at that little uh, home improvement place and go into the coffee shop and grab a coffee Um, It's pretty good. It's just become sort of my ritual. So uh, that's pretty much every day. And like I said, I'm usually driving an old car. And inevitably what happens is a lot of the time when I come out, there will be somebody standing there next to the car looking at it. And, uh, you know, they'll make a comment. Oh, this is your car. Neat, you know, whatever. They're usually polite. And uh, I've really made a a point lately in the last few years to try to be nice and accommodating to anybody that expresses interest uh, in a car that I'm driving or in the hobby in general or whatever the case is. So uh, I've gotten pretty used to having really generic conversations with well-intending people um, about old cars. 99% of the time, they're great. Uh, Sometimes though, Sometimes I'll have an encounter with some snarky old dick that like, for one reason or another, and I don't know if it's, he's just in a bad mood or um, maybe they're just a negative person, Uh, you know. I mean, I don't wanna sound like a dick, but maybe they're envious of the car, they see me, a guy, you know, half their age in most cases, I'm covered in tattoos, I look like a fucking, just a piece of shit, I understand that. But every once in a while, I'll get one of those guys that uh, is just a condescending prick. And while they may have some interest in the car, it seems like they're uh, discouraged that I own it and they don't, basically. It's kind of kind of the deal. So, yeah. Anyway, I had an encounter like that with uh, some walking penis this morning. And, uh... <laughs> Anyway, so rather than punch him in the face, which was my first instinct, I kind of shined him on and then uh, came home and punched out this little rant. So that's what we're gonna talk about. Uh, (laughs) You guys try to be nice. You know, this, this, uh, this little rant is tongue in cheek, obviously. It's not a big deal in the grand scheme of things, but it made me sort of worry a little bit that uh there are people like this guy who was an old car guy i mean he wasn't just a dick that was mad that i had a neat old car he was he was clearly he knew what he was talking about he was educated on the subject of early fords uh you know he was an old car guy and my worry is that uh a guy like that is out there having other separate encounters with people who are maybe looking to get into the hobby and, uh, shying them away, basically turning them off to the hobby. So that's kind of the point of this little rant. Um, yeah, you don't even have to listen to the rest of the episode. I got out everything I wanted to say. That's the gist of it. (laughs) Uh, it's on the website. You can read it for yourself. I'll hit publish here in a minute. It'll be on the website. Uh, there's no photos or anything. It's literally just a rant. And, uh, Yeah, point is, don't be a dick like this guy. All right, I'm going to read you this little story. We'll do a quick little Q&A at the end, and then we'll say uh, peace out. Uh, If you guys have stories of your own, please continue to send them in. We'll get back to uh, reader and listener stories next week. Email them to jake at ironandsteel.com. Include photos. I will publish it on the website uh, as an article. And uh, yeah, continue to share the links and tell your friends and family. It is wildly helpful. And uh, let's keep this thing trucking along. All right. I titled this rant, Do You Want This Hobby to Live? Here we go. All right, guys, here we go. Do you want this hobby to live? goes like this. An older gentleman leans into the passenger side window of my 36 Ford, just as I'm about to pull away from the local coffee shop. He slides his sunglasses down to the tip of his nose, looks over them at me, who is a much younger person than him and also covered in tattoos, and with a disgusted look, he says to me, quote, There's no way this is your car. After looking down at his shimmering elbow resting on my door top, then to his eyes and with a look that said, you have exactly two seconds to remove your sweaty fucking limb from my paint or I'm going to shove it straight up your fucking ass, I said to him, thank you. I'll try not to be insulted by that. He continued, Well, where did you get this thing anyway? He demanded this as he, reading my body language, swiftly pulled his arm off of my car. And unfazed, he continued, Kids aren't interested in these old things. I'm 41, by the way. After a little back and forth, which included... A lot of quizzing from this guy as if he wanted to see kind of what I knew about quote these old things he made sure to let me know how much he knew about early Fords and he made sure to tell me about how he thought it was quote too bad about the motor and for clarity this particular car happens to have a small block Chevy in it. And as he stood there sort of shaming me and shaking his head, while also sort of insinuating that basically I, a dumb kid, really shouldn't even have this car at all, I decided that I'd had enough of this particular encounter, and as I restarted my car, I calmly reassured him with these words. I said, sir, don't you worry. I like flatheads too. In fact, my other two 36 Fords have flatheads in them, and now that I think of it, so does one of my 32 Fords. Now look, I don't normally make a point to brag or to boast necessarily, but watching him vapor lock and struggle to stutter out a reply as I pulled away, Making an exception in this particular case was definitely worth it. Fuck that guy. And here's how I see it. In the vast sea of hobbies and interests this strange rotating globe has to offer, few are quite as specific as the world of traditional hot rod and custom cars. I, for years, have referred to our odd little world as a niche within a niche. And here's what I mean. Even in the world of, quote, classic cars, which is an interest that is already specific enough, within that world, the flathead tuning, flipper cap polishing, white wall scrubbing, three-speed gear jammers like us are an even smaller subcategory is something I talk about quite a bit in a previously posted rant called why can't you just be normal and I stand by every word that by the way is an article on the website and a podcast episode probably 30 episodes ago if you want to check that out anyway so that said it would stand to reason then that since this oddball obsession is so strange so specific and allegedly so important to those involved in it that we as a group would surely band together in a strong and unified pack to further our collective agenda of keeping the hobby moving forward, or at the very least, to not let it move backward. So then, for sure, the elders in this community would be frantically grabbing the elbow of every single young person that comes toddling into their life with even a small glimmer of curiosity on the subject of early hot rods in their twinkling eye. And welcoming said youngster with open arms, a friendly disposition and a willingness to teach, share and educate on the subject of the phenomenon of the hot rod, an important part of American history. Right? Well, not always. See, sometimes these guys, for one reason or another, seem more interested in running the next generation off than anything. And I'm more than a little worried that it could hurt our hobby the way that it has already caused hurt to others. And Here's what I mean. I watched the same shit happen with British motorcycles. A friend of mine who is a lifetime old car and hot rod enthusiast as well as a motorcycle buff gets pretty fired up on this subject and he likes to tell me about why he dropped out of the Triumph Motorcycle Club he was in years before. He goes on. So here I am, in my late 50s at the time, and I am the youngest motherfucker in the bunch by a long shot. I kept telling these old timers, look, you have got to start being nice to these young guys or the fucking hobby is going to die. See, they didn't want to give these kids the time of day because... A lot of the time, they were interested in building bobbers out of these bikes, which the old guys hated the idea of. Well, they ran off every young person that ever came along, and now look at it. Nobody around here gives a shit about these old bikes anymore. Nice job, guys. The same thing is happening in the old car world. Now, those were his words, not mine, but to a certain point, I do tend to agree. As I stated earlier, I am 41 years old. I've been interested in cars my entire life and for the last approximately 20 years, early Fords, traditional hot rod and custom cars have consumed nearly every waking hour of my life. I have no other hobbies. I don't watch sports. I don't golf. Frankly, I have no idea what everyone else in the world is doing for fun. I just don't. But I'm not doing any of whatever it is. That much I do know. The normies and their activities are of really little concern to me. I strictly like old cars. That's it. And for the most part, I like the people that are involved with old cars, especially the older guys that have been around doing it for longer. or For the longest, I should say. For the most part. In truth, these people are the only ones I really interact with. So all of my friends are considerably older than I am. These are the guys that have been around longer and have done more than me. I have a great deal of respect for that and for these guys, and I am immeasurably grateful for the things that they have taught me over the years. And as a result, I myself try to return the favor any chance I get by passing along some of that knowledge to guys just looking to get started in our little hobby. Oftentimes they're younger than I am, but sometimes they're not. And whatever the case is, I try to be as accommodating as possible to those who show genuine interest in our little world. I think it is an important part of keeping it alive. But unfortunately, not everyone in this old car thing seems to share that sentiment. In closing... Let me just state that for every one of the negative encounters like the one I mentioned above or at the beginning of this story, for every one of the negative ones, I have had 10 or more positive ones. Probably more than that. The good in our community far outweighs the bad, and that is not lost on me. But just remember, it doesn't take much to sour someone's view something so my point is this young or old if you are an old car guy specifically a hot rod guy ask yourself this do you want the hobby to live if so don't forget to act like it Right, guys there you have it it's a valid question do you want this hobby to live this guy didn't seem to really care about that But uh, yeah it is what it is I don't normally have uh, any more anyway there was a period in my life where well basically the first 33 years of my life where I kind of made a specific point to have a problem with just about everybody I encountered but uh, in recent years I've changed that and uh, I've found that since I've made an effort to do that that I have very few negative experiences uh, with people specifically within the sub genre of uh, classic cars I don't most of my experiences um, are usually pretty good but Yeah, every once in a while you get some doofus like this that uh, wants to cut you down, ruin your day, or for whatever reason. I don't know what his program was, but uh, yeah, I let him live. And uh, yeah, that's where we got that little rant. So I guess the point is, be nice. You know, like I said, it took me a long time to figure that out. Um, Be aware, don't be oblivious like this guy. Be aware of what you're saying to people. And uh, yeah, the world will be a lot better place for it. Another thing too, I mentioned at the beginning that I'm kind of fired up. <laughs> it wasn't just this guy uh, that has me that way. I It's a long, really long story. I'll make it brief. And the point is, I'll start off by offering this advice. Guys or girls, for that matter. If you work in the trades... Uh, construction HVAC electrical plumbing anywhere where you're going into someone's house and performing a task uh, for money physical task uh, take some fucking pride in your work (laughs) so for some context I just recently had a uh, a project done here at the house and for a little more context. Let me make this, uh, paint the picture for you. Almost always, I do the home improvement stuff. I've done, I can't tell you how many remodels I've done. We have other properties. Uh, we'll buy distressed properties. I'll go in there, rehab them, uh, top to bottom. And then we'll either sell them or rent them out. Uh, same thing at the house. times out of 10. If it's a remodel project, a home improvement project, I just do it. I can do just about anything, Uh, it's not a big deal. And I've found, and we've found that typically, nobody's gonna do as good of a job as you're gonna do on your own house, if you have the capability, the ability to, to do it. So. Just in general, forever. Uh, The home improvement stuff, I just do it. It gets done on my schedule, which sometimes annoys my wife. But uh, it always gets done, and it gets done to um, a high standard, I guess you could say. In this particular instance, we decided we'll hire somebody. We're in a position where we can spend a little bit of money. Let's just hire somebody to come in and do it. They'll do it faster than I would have gotten to it. They'll do a good job, hopefully. So I hired, uh, we hired these guys to come in. Uh, they did the job. It was not bad uh, as far as the actual getting the job done. You know, I sort of act as the supervisor, I guess, much to their chagrin sometimes, I'm sure, but you know I'm the guy the next day that's like hey I noticed this nail sticking out or hey can you you know make sure that this joint is a little tighter or can you make sure that this angle you know is a little looks a little better or whatever and it's just because I know that if they don't down the road it's going to bother me it's going to bother my wife we're paying fucking retail for this stuff, I want a retail job, period. And we're not unreasonable, we're not nightmare customers that are gonna spend the next month uh, calling you every two days to nitpick you to death. I just want the job that I paid for. So anyway, I hired these guys to come in, it went so-so, some things along the way, they corrected, uh, they finished up, I guess, Thursday, did the kind of final walkthrough, Everything looked pretty good. You know, a couple things I didn't really want to nitpick that I would have done differently or would have made sure it looked a little different that didn't happen. Uh, anyway, long story short, <laughs> my wife was at the coast uh, while all of this was happening with her girlfriends. She came back uh, yesterday. This morning she wants to look at this project closely. She noticed a couple things that I didn't. That's my fault. So uh, she called the main guy and was like, hey, you know, and she's very well spoken and gracious and a normal human being. She didn't call like sideways or anything, you know, huffing and puffing. She just called to say, hey, I kind of noticed a couple things and would like to get him taken care of. And the guy who now just has his check was kind of like, well, Your husband signed off on this, and I thought we were done when we parted ways. And we've got to put a, we've got to at some point, we've got to find a stopping point with all these corrections because it's like, excuse me. I mean, it's absolutely, it was a $16,000 job, you guys. So, yeah, so now I get to deal with that. And I think what's gonna happen is uh, they're gonna come over. And now that I've thought about it a little bit, I think what I'm gonna do instead is I'm just gonna tell them, don't worry about these small corrections. I'm gonna handle it myself, uh, but we're gonna part ways. And um, the work I was gonna give you in the future, which like I mentioned, we have other properties and other things that need to happen basically all the time. Yeah, they were uh, in the running, I guess, but uh, no longer will I use this particular company. And not only that, uh, the little bit of money that they saved by not correcting these couple of small little things. I'm going to make sure that it costs them 10 times that amount, period. I'm not making a threat. I'm just saying that that's how I operate and that's how it's going to be. So... They kind of stepped in dog shit and wiped it off with their pant leg. but uh, They will soon find out that that's not how you're supposed to do business. So, point is you guys, if you're in the trades, take some fucking pride in your work, whatever it is. Don't care if you're digging ditches. Fucking dig a good ditch. All right. <laughs> Rant off. Let's jump into some Q and A. And we'll say, peace out. Question number one. This says, do you intend to write any tech articles? Uh, if there's something specific that you have that you want to suggest, feel free. Uh, that said, I'm not a hot rod builder by trade. I don't know everything in the world. I'm a hobbyist uh, at best. I can put things together and do stuff, but... Uh, Yeah, I'm no master mechanic or fabricator by any stretch, so I'm not sure I'm the best person to uh, offer tech articles, although I have done a lot of, figured out how to do a lot of DIY hot rod tech stuff, so if there's something specific uh, that you're curious about, if it's something that uh, makes sense, I might consider doing that, so send it through. Uh, the next question says, if there were no such thing as hot rods... <laughs> oh, this, is, this is dark. If there were no such things as hot rods, what would you spend your time doing? I have no idea. Crying, I suppose. <laughs> I guess I need to know uh, for context, if there were no such thing as hot rods, does that mean they just never existed and I didn't know any better? Or, or does that mean tomorrow, knowing everything I know now, I wake up and uh, hot rods have just disappeared off the face of the earth because uh, that would be two wildly different scenarios. So what would I do with my time? I have no clue. Probably a lot of sobbing. Alright, um what was this mofo? What is more exciting to you? You referring to me. <laughs> What is more exciting to you, car shows or cruising? Cruising, uh, 100%. Car shows, um, I like them in the sense that it's cool to see a gathering of a bunch of bitchin' cars in one spot. Although I would much prefer to go cruise around. I like to drive my cars. I also think it's a lot more fun when you see an old car just in the wild, you know, if I pulled into a Home Depot parking lot and saw a chopped 36 Ford 3 window with flipper hubcaps and skirts, I'd lose my fucking mind. If I saw it at a car show in LA, I'd be like, wow, that's really bitching right next to three other ones. But it just seems like it's more um, unique, I guess, uh, or a little bit different when you see them out in the wild guys out enjoying their cars just offers a little bit different perspective I think so if I were picking between uh cruising or going to a car show I would rather drive my car any day of the week which I do I make a specific point to do that next question uh can you this is bizarre can you help me make money off my podcast lol buddy emphasis on the lol This podcast does not make any money. In fact, if I were, if I sat down and did the numbers and, uh, factored in my time, I'm sure this probably, this podcast probably costs me 800 to $1,200 a month to, to produce the content, edit the content, post the stuff on the website, um, record the actual audio and do all that stuff. Just just my time alone. Uh, it takes a lot of time to do all that. Uh, a small amount of money does come in off of the merch that sells off the website, but uh, I just reinvest that in additional merch and back into the quote business. It's uh, This is a labor of love, if you can call it that. This is not a money-making venture. So, yeah, hopefully that was made with uh, the tongue within the cheek. But, uh, yeah, if you think this podcast makes money, you are incorrect, my friend. The next question was, how do I get one of the estranged drag show shirts? Uh, You need to go to the show. I'm assuming they're gonna sell out. I think I produced uh, 400 of them. I don't even have them yet. I think it was 300 and 360 maybe. I don't remember, it was a weird number. Uh, Anyway, I'm assuming they're all gonna sell out at the show. You need to go to the show, Tudor, Washington, August uh, 18th through the 20th, Riverdale Raceway. Uh, That is where you can find those shirts. If for some odd reason, have any left over i will post it on instagram and uh I can, I can sell you whatever i have left if you so choose but the best way to go about it is to uh go to the show toodle washington riverdale raceway August 18th through the 20th um i wrote an article it's called the Strange drag show it's on the website it's also a podcast episode uh podcast episode gets a little dark it was uh right after the passing of Pat Ganahl last year at our event. So you can go back and listen to that if you want. Um, It's probably 25, 30 episodes back. I I don't remember. But uh, yeah, you can go check that out. I had actually written the story itself the year before. And I wrote it for, I don't even remember who, some magazine. Uh, They needed it, I wrote it for them, and then they never paid me for my efforts, never apparently published the uh, article, so um, in my mind, I still owned it, and so because they didn't pay for it, uh, so I published it on my website instead, and uh, so you can find it there, and it's also a podcast episode, like I said, but uh, the story, like I was mentioning, was written the year before, so... The story has a more upbeat uh, tone to it than than it would have if I had written it last year. But uh, it does nonetheless paint a very good picture of what the event's all about. So if you're on the fence about it, go back and check it out. It's on the website, probably on the second page. uh, Or scroll through wherever you're listening to this podcast and find it. I think it's just titled Strange Car Club Drag Show. You can get the nickel tour on that bad bitch. Uh, Last question. Oh, wait, no. One more, two more questions. Is it possible to have a 35 or 36 Ford look cool without fenders? Uh, absolutely not, it's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard of. Um, there was a thing on the ham about big fender cars like that uh, being turned into hot rods and fenderless and all that stuff. And a few guys kind of advocating for, for that. A bunch of people posted Uh, photos of examples. They all look like hot dog shit that's been on fire and beat out with a bag of dicks. Not cool. Doesn't look good. Don't do it. The only exception would be there are a couple of uh, race cars. Don't get me wrong, they're fucking ugly. uh, But they're badass in their own right uh, that are fenderless. There's a 36 fenderless. I think it's chopped. It's an altered wheelbase. Drag car. Wreath automotive, I think was deal uh back in the 60s there's there's a few photos of that car rolling around Uh, i wouldn't say it looks cool but it does look badass so i guess that would be the only uh sort of exception to that rule but uh yeah if you're gonna take the fenders off a 35 or 36 ford you might as well just get back to building mini trucks just skip this little fad (laughs) whatever feelings you got all right last question Oh, it wasn't a question. It was a comment. Uh, It says, thanks for the tip on Outlaw Archive. How wild. Um, I posted a thing in my Instagram stories a day or two ago. There's an account called Outlaw Archive. It's this guy, Bo, that uh, collects. I don't know if he's wealthy or has a wealthy backer, but uh, nonetheless, he collects um, Outlaw Motorcycle Club Paraphernalia. Memorabilia, I guess. So, like, as an example, he's got, you know, dozens, I mean, not even dozens, hundreds. He probably has thousands of pieces, artifacts um, in his collection. But uh, picture, like, a guy that has hundreds of original Hells Angels, like, cuts, the vests with the rockers and all that stuff. Uh, not just Hells Angels, but all of the kind of 1% uh, motorcycle gang motorcycle club history is is kind of what he's doing so he's archiving all this stuff he goes and buys all this shit seeks it out from family members or whatever sometimes they pop up at auction he's pieced together like just this incredible history about outlaw motorcycle gangs and motorcycle clubs and uh, his stuff is top tier he's got an incredible collection uh, naturally he receives death threats and all sorts of Um, silliness, he's always kind of he doesn't seem to take any shit kind of go into battle with these guys at any given time Uh, doesn't seem to be afraid of anything but uh, at any rate a bunch of uh, like young gangbanger types that are apparently in some ring where they break into, uh, warehouses, uh, grow facilities, I think is what they're looking for. They'll break in, like drive a car through the gate, drive a car through the front door and a dozen will jump out and steal the narcotics and fucking, you know, go sell them. That's how they fund their little lifestyle. And so anyway, there's this little ring of these young gangbangers basically, uh, that broke into his facility and uh, he has cameras everywhere naturally. And so for the last few days, he's been posting this saga. He started by posting all of the, or at least some of the video that clearly shows these guys. I mean, not all of them are wearing masks or concealing their identity in any way. It's kind of strange, but uh, within 24 hours, he's like identified every member uh, and he's posting all this stuff along the way he's identified every member, their name, where they live, all their social media stuff. And he's like posting all this shit, posting their addresses. He's like live streaming. He's calling these people. And they're like, you know, calling like the family, calling the girlfriends, calling every single person associated with these people. And he's just like, Hey, I'm taking every one of you motherfuckers down. <laughs> it's just like, it's crazy. It's just this gnarly saga. And normally I don't, I'm not really interested in like internet fodder and like, uh, internet, um, drama and like all this shit, but it's pretty interesting. I will say. So, uh, I think I posted something about if you're not following this outlaw archive thing, you need to go check it out. So that's been going on for a couple of days. Uh, he's just basically been posting for two days straight. Um, threatening these guys and uh so far nothing's happened so i'm hoping that comes to a swift and hard resolution but uh yeah go check it out outlaw archive on instagram is the account and uh all right let's wrap it up thank you guys again so much for listening to this little rant Uh, Go to the website. You can check the article out for yourself. I don't know why. I just fucking read it to you. You don't need to do that. But do go to the website. Click subscribe. Punch in your email. And uh, click follow or subscribe here on this podcast. Continue to send your stories in. Jake at ironandsteel.com. And uh, please continue to tell your friends and family if you enjoy this content. All right. We're going to call it. Thank you guys again. I genuinely appreciate you being here. And I will speak to you all again in seven days. Hey!